Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hope you all having a good day out there today. Tasty Tuesday, where it's all about chowing down or sweating it out and not. We're talking today about weigh-ins, specifically for mixed martial arts, MMA, uh, but martial arts in general, and competitive fighting events, including UFC. And with these, right, there's been a new regulation, I really don't mean new, but within recent years, so within the last four years, there have been changes to when you weigh in, with a lot of weigh-ins typically for these combat sports being based much more in the morning now compared to in the evening prior. So it used to be a big hype up to in the evening, get all ready, but then they were concerned about athletes cutting weight. They are concerned about them doing this in an unhealthy way before the fight and not being in good condition as you prepare for the fight. And for those people not familiar with this, it's, you know, when you're in weight classes for these competitive fighting sports, and even wrestling as well, back at the middle school, high school, collegiate level, even getting into the Olympics. Every ounce matters. Because it's about, okay, how much do you weigh when you weigh in? And then how can you leverage everything that you've got? So of course, if there is unlimited weight classes, to a certain extent, you wanna be some of the strongest ones there. And it's no mystery of science that the heavier you weigh, not the guaranteed more strength you'll have, but the more opportunity for strength you'll have. And that's something that's very important to consider here. So as we have people that are looking for more opportunity of strength in these areas, right? We've gotta be very mindful that they're gonna leverage anything they can possible. So when you have a fighter's fighting weight, especially at any kind of sort of professional level, it's very common for their normal resting weight to actually be about, you know, 10 to 12 pounds heavier what they typically do for cutting. You get to 14 pounds, it's pretty damn dangerous. And if it's like seven pounds, it's like, what are you even doing, right? It's kind of amateur. Um, so it's expected, right? So these weight classes become these artificial markers and it's not like you just can go in and not drop weight, right? Because all the other athletes are doing it. So to maintain that competitive advantage, the common thread is, okay, I've got to bulk, I've got to do everything I can to train enough to be optimally strong, knowing that I'm gonna cut 10 pounds in a a short period of time, right? To get up, to get ready for the fight, but that's not necessarily the weight that I train at, but it's rather the weight that I train to be at when I'm in the ring. Then when you rehydrate, get back in and everything, right, you're easily five pounds above that actual weigh-in weight because you're so dehydrated. A friend of mine was telling me about when he was cutting one time and, I mean, man, he was dropping water and dropping it bad for some of his martial arts and wrestling as well. Uh, he was saying that he was just sweated out. It was dangerous where extremely active guy, but just his resting heart rate was going off at 160. I um, mean, he could have been at that point a day and a half away from being dead. And I wish I was over-exaggerating, but I'm not. So this dropping weight before a competitive event can be pretty serious and has serious ramifications. So the fact that, you know, the commission decided to do the majority of weigh-ins in the morning was a theory of, okay, let's give more time before the event, and so we'll have less of a need for these athletes to be cutting as much. 
and dropping weight fast. But here's the challenge, right? They just had a recent study come out at the very start of this year, and I'll put the uh, citation or at least the name of it so you all can reference it. But they looked at kind of, okay, what's, what's the rate? What's the rate of athletes actually missing the weight? And what they found was that since this change from the evening to the morning, more athletes have actually failed to make weight. You know, it's typical where, you know, if you had the weigh-ins in the evening, you spent most of the day going ahead and kind of getting prepared, sweating it out and everything, getting ready for that. But now you don't have that opportunity where it's, you know, early in the morning, um, you know, you kind of have to wake up early and just go out there and do it. So in an attempt to make it healthier, kind of per large athletic competition where they have like multiple events per night, usually per one of these organized events, it was the study showed that on average 1.2 athletes per large event failed to make weight before these regulations took place. But then those numbers reversed. After the regulations took place, thought that more safety, per every large athletic event, 2.1 athletes failed to make weight. And out of those who failed to make weight, a higher percentage of them failed to make weight by over, by a four pound mark or more, so significantly. All right, so what are the ramifications of this? Do people have to still cut weight just more time before a fight? Do they have to do that where they get a less quality sleep the night before? Before a fight, we know how poor sleep can lead to, even in subtleties, but especially extremes, can lead to increased risk of damage and injury. And you're getting into a competitive fight environment, guess what you have? An increased competitive risk of injury. That's something we have to be extremely mindful of. So do you, I mean, if you have to cut weight though, what are you gonna do? Are you going to, one, not cut weight and have a poor outcome for performance? Are you going to get a poor quality of sleep by being crazy dehydrated and trying to decrease all your body weight and get a poor competitive output? Or are you gonna wake up crazy early only on three hours of decent quality sleep to be able to make the weight to again have poor quality? So I like the intention behind it. I like the idea, hey, let's make this whole dropping weight before athletic competition a little bit safer for people, a little bit less incentivized maybe, maybe a little bit more humanity to it so that when you're in the actual fight, you can have a chance of being a little bit more nourished. I respect it. I like it. However, there are certain limitations to it with the culture that surrounds it. Now let's say, right, we push it back even more. Well, to a certain extent, as the authors talked about, what's even the point of weigh-ins anymore, right? If we're just pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back, and you're weighing in two days before, it almost, weigh-ins don't matter as much back then, right? Because it's not actually about anything to do with before the fight. So, these weigh-ins are important, but they can be dangerous and they can be overvalued. It's a part of the sport, it's a part of the culture. I don't love it as somebody who understands anatomy physiology, but it's not going away anytime fast. So we gotta see how we can work with it. Why is this on a Tasty Tuesday? Well, y'all, it's all about food. It's all about how we, as humans, electively choose to and are in societally pressured situations to change the way we eat. Not for our health, but to leverage situations around us. Whether just social pressure of appearance or for truly a competitive event that, again, does not give us direct competitive benefit or nourishment, but rather for other reasons and other societal pressures. That's something that we got to consider, we got to understand as we move forward. All right, y'all. That's what I got for you today. Hope you all have a great day out there. 
Now remember, eat a little bit for nourishment. It's extremely important, and it just could save your life with your relationship with food. If you are cutting, if you are getting ready for a competitive event, right, there are good ways, bad ways, and terrible ways to do it. Please don't die. Please talk to somebody who's done it before and get multiple opinions on how to do it well for yourself. I'm not saying don't do it, but be a little bit less stupid. All right, y'all. Simply, not easy.